Welcome to Matetuo, the teaching ministry of John Codiel. Matetuo in Greek means to make a disciple. We need to understand a few things before we proceed. For example, when you speak with a Jew, they understand, or at that time they understood what the author was talking about. We totally miss it sometimes because it is not relevant culturally for us. Do you understand? So it is important to, for us to understand what things mean. Yes, let's go to Revelation 8, 1 and 2. Then he opened the seventh seal. There was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Yes. So there were seven angels, and they were given what? Seven trumpets. So they were given what? Trumpets. This is a judgment of God. Yes. You have the seals, then trumpets, and then what? The bowls. So these are the judgments of God, yes? But if you go to numbers, these trumpets represent a war call. Can you read Numbers 10, 1 to 10? And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets for yourself, and shall make them of hammered wood, and you shall use them for calling the assembly and for directing the movement of the camps. When they blow both of them, all the assembly shall gather before you at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. But if they blow only one, then the leaders and the heads of the divisions of Israel shall gather to you. When you sound the sound the advance, the camp the camps that lie on the east side shall then begin their journey. When you sound the advance the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall begin their journey. They shall sound the call for them to begin their journey. And when the congregation is to be gathered, you shall blow but not sound the advance. The sons of uh, Aaron, the priests, shall blow the trumpets, and these shall be to you as an ordinance forever throughout your generation. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness, in your appointed feasts, and at the beginning of your months, you shall blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings, and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings, and they shall be memorial for you before your God. I am the Lord your God. Yes. So, in this, you find that the trumpets were there for a reason. When they moved, they had the trumpet, yes? But in verse 9, it says, When you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppresses you, who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets. Plural, yes? Then, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. That means the Lord little God will fight for you. Yes? What do you have to do? You have to blow the trumpets. Yes? Do you understand? Yes? Yes? I'm just giving you an idea or in a nutshell what that means. Yeah? 
So you have in the book of Revelation seven angels who are given seven trumpets. Now in the book of Joshua, you'll find that seven priests were given seven trumpets. Let's go to Joshua 6, 8. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Yes, so here you'll find that seven priests blew the seven trumpets and you understand from what you read in Numbers 10 that the Lord goes before them, yes? And they'll be saved from their enemies. In other words, they've got this. Yes? Do you understand? But you need to understand a lot of things happened before this happened. That's why we must study this in chronological order. How it happened, what happened when. Remember, all these things happened for us to learn. Yes? Do you understand? First thing is that Israel had to renew the covenant with God. That they had to get right with God. Do you understand? This generation, most of them were born in the desert. And they were wandering around. And they didn't have a covenant with God. In the Old Testament, the covenant was circumcision. And they were not circumcised. Do you understand? Because they were wandering in the wilderness. Yes? Do you understand? Yes? Go to Joshua 5.2. Remember, we were reading Joshua 6.8 before. Now, go to Joshua 5.2. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. Yes. That means what? They, those, the sons of Israel had to be entered into that covenant with God. Do, 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 do you understand? Yes? Okay. Since you're on chapter 5, read verse 7 to 9. So... Joshua circumcised their sons whom he raised up in their place for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. Yes. Whom whom God raised up in the place of the fathers who died in the desert. Yes, continue. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Yes. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproaches of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal to this day. Yes. Remember Gilgal from Amos 5.4? This place, therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal. Yes. The Hebrew term Gilgal is thought to mean a circle of stones. Now, it, some people understand that it is not the name of a particular place, but an occasion. In other words, you can have a Gilgal here, you can have a Gilgal in Koilon, or somewhere in Delhi. Do, do you understand? 
Yes. So it's a type of a place where the Lord removes the reproach here. Do you understand? Where an altar is built, a circle altar. Do you understand? Even that, we are not to go back to, but you to remember that. Do you understand? Yes. If you go back and live in that, that then, you know, if you read Amos 5, he's going to burn that up. Yeah. Do you understand? So you're supposed to seek the Lord for strategy. And that's what Joshua did. Whenever, when Joshua did not do that, and Israel did not do that, they lost the battle. For example, of I, but I'm not going to get into that. But read Joshua 5, 12. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan. Yes. Now, this manna was provided by the Lord, and this was a food of angels. That means angels eat. Yes, and this basically was given to them in the desert wandering. Do you understand? Go to Psalm 78, verse 24 and 25. Rain down manna on them to eat, and given them of the given them of the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food; he'd send them food to the full. He sent them food to the full. Yes. So the manna had stopped. That means the weaning is over. Do you understand? One manna was a wonderful mercy to them when they needed it. But it was a mark of a wilderness state. Do you, do you understand? Yes? This teaches us not to expect supplies by miracles when, and I'm stressing this when, when they may be had in a common way, in a natural way. That means use your common sense. God will do the rest. Do you understand? If you just sit there and wait for God to move, then you'll wait till you die. Yeah? A certain person I know waited to become a doctor because a lot of pastors told them that they're going to be a doctor and they didn't do anything about it. They said, okay, since all these pastors said that and all this is the will of God for, for me, I just sit simply and become a doctor. Right now, that person is not a doctor. Do you understand? A vision is given for a purpose. Do you understand? A strategy is given so that you overcome the tactics of the enemy also. Am I clear on what I'm saying? Yes? So, so this teaches us this stop, stoppage of manna. When did it stop? When they started eating off the land. Yes? Not to depend on the supplies by miracles. Do what you can. The Lord will do what is, what is needed. Yes? Do, do, do you understand? Yes? Am I making sense in that way? Yeah? Go, go to Joshua 5, 13 to 15. And it came to pass... 
when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped, and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. So it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, yes, so he looked up, he lifted his eyes and saw a man, yes, from all outward appearances, Joshua thought he was a man. He stood like a man, he looked like a man, he held his sword like a man, yes, he spoke with an audible voice. Do you understand? With the, like a man, and Joshua approached him like a man. Here is something that the Lord told me to highlight. Remember, I had taught you earlier about the Tower of Babel and the city. They were trying to put God in their pocket. In other words. They were trying to mold God and make God answerable to their needs in one way. In other words, if God resides in this idol, you feed the idol, you do all the things, you make happy, then you bring your request and God answers. Do you understand? The living God doesn't work that way. Do you, do you understand? He has his terms. You live by them. Or you go to hell. Literally. Do, do you understand? But here's a problem. People are treating, even Christians, I'm talking about Christians, are treating God the same way as he was being treated then. They expect God to do everything. In putting God in the pocket. Do you, do you understand? Yes, you are supposed to have a personal relationship with God. But that is meant to lead to a fellowship. Not to God being in your pocket. Does that make sense? Yes? That then applies even to men of God. For example, one person told me, Okay, Pastor, I am free on this time and this date and thing. So talk to me. I said, I'm not free then. But he was very offended because I said that. Why? Because he expects the man of God to respond to the priest to respond like God does. He's from another religion. He's just he has to learn these principles. God doesn't work that way. Do, do, do you understand that? Yes? So, here Joshua is asking, are you for us or for adversaries? And, and so, he said, no. 
That's not a good answer, no? Are you this or that? And he's saying, no, means what? There's another option there that is not mentioned by Joshua. Do you understand? It says, no, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. You're looking at the wrong place, Joshua. You need to look at the spiritual. Do you understand? That's what is being said. So he claimed to be the captain of the Lord or captain of the host of the Lord. Yes. And Joshua knew God was the captain of Israel. And therefore, this has to be God. And that then led to Joshua worshiping him. And he received that worship. And such reverence belongs only to God. If he had only been a messenger of God, he would have not permitted that worship. Do you understand? You find that in the book of Revelation throughout the Bible. Uh, do, do you understand? He accepted that worship. Then he gave Joshua a strategy. Am I, am I clear? Yeah? Read Joshua 6, 1 to 5. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands. It's king and the mighty men of Valor. You shall march around the city, all, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Then it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flood. And the people shall go up every man straight before him. Yes. So this encounter was to instill in the mind of Joshua and Israelites and the people of Jericho that it was from the Lord. It was the Lord who would lead the battle against Jericho to ensure victory for the Israelites. Do you understand? Yes? The battle required spiritual, not military preparation. Nowhere does God tell Joshua in this passage to kill the men and war, whatever. Do you understand? Uh, but on the contrary, it says, the wall of the city will fall down flat. Why? Because they shouted. That doesn't make sense. Said they walked around blowing the trumpets and finally they shouted. Great strategy. Doesn't make sense in the world, yes? But it is supernatural. And it worked. And Jericho came down. The walls came not tumbling down, it fell down flat. Do you understand? Yes? 
read Joshua. You read one to five. Read Joshua six eight to eleven. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued to blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around at once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Yes. So here you have seven priests who blew seven trumpets. Yes. And here, remember, all the things in the Old Testament are for us to learn. There's a strategy in this. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. This is a preparation for war. Yes. Uh, do you do you understand? Yes. And we learned that there were armed men, followed by priests with trumpets, and that was followed by the Ark of the Covenant, and that was followed by a rear guard to stop people from attacking from behind. Do you understand? So the priests and the Ark were protected. This then is a strategy for even our leading worship whenever there is a warfare. As to what that is, the nature of that, I'm not getting into that. But this is there for our learning. Am I clear? Without knowing this, we just sing a bunch of songs. It just becomes emotional nonsense. Do you understand? We need to gain the territory. The violent take it by force. Do you want? Do you Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. Not sing a bunch of songs and be happy about it. Do, do, do you understand? Yes. For that, there is a hierarchy. Do you, Do you understand? Let's get back to this studying. Yeah? Joshua 6, 20 to 21. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trum trumpets. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey with the edge of the sword. Yes. So the wall fell down flat. Yes. God did his part. And then the people went up into the city. Every man strayed before him and they took the city. That means the walls were not a barrier anymore. And then they destroyed, who destroyed, God or man? The one said, 
they utterly destroyed all that was in the city. That means they destroyed it to the full. They didn't keep anything. Oh, think, oh, this is nice. You find that Achan did that. Do you understand? And it was cursed, yes? So before all this happened, Joshua sent two spies, yes? Remember that? Go to Joshua 2.1. Now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Praha and lodged there. Yes. So, Joshua sent two people, yes? And they went looking. They found out and they were they were in the house of Rahab, yes? Guess what Rahab did? Rahab made a covenant with the Lord and with those men. Because those men feared God, Rahab knew that this would be so. Do you understand? Yes? Go to Joshua 6, verse 22. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman and all that she has, as you swore to her. Do you understand? Yes? There, there's something we need to learn from this also. Let your yes be here. Yes, let your no be here. Anything else is from the evil one. Yes? I'm not going to go into it deeper, but do you understand? All these things are for our learning. Yes? Meditate on the word once in a while. It'll do us good. Yes? Do you understand? And go to Joshua 6, 26 and 27. And Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord, who rises up and builds the city, Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest. He shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, until his fame spread throughout all the country. So Joshua told them, put a curse on Jericho, yes? That it should not be built again. Do you find anywhere the Lord telling Joshua to put a curse on that land? Do you understand? But Joshua acted on what he knew of the principles of God. Understand me very clearly. A curse because the Lord is not obeyed. Who won the battle? The Lord did. So a curse is there when the Lord is not obeyed. And that's why it, Jericho was destroyed by the Lord. Do you understand? Yeah? And then the men followed upon that. Yes? Do you understand? Go to Deuteronomy 28.15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. 
So these curses are a result of not obeying the voice of the Lord your God. Do you understand? Can man do anything about it? If the Lord has cursed you, what can man do? All men can do, if you come to your pastor, all that the pastor can do is stand in the gap and intercede and pray. For that you need to discern why there's a curse. Do you understand? Because without a cause, the curse will not stand. Yes? Do you understand? Read uh, um, Proverbs 26 2. Yes. So if there is no cause, then curse cannot land. So if there is a curse, then you must have given a cause. It's logical that way. Am I clear? Yes? So yes. You find out what the cause is if the Lord tells you. You don't do a Freud on that to find out the Freud meaning you don't do a psychology. No, what did you do this? Did you do that? And I have a 10 page questionnaire on this, which I have never used. I used it once to see if it makes sense. Do you remember that? Yes. But really, no, God needs to speak. It's much easier. To understand, and God tells you, it's got a word of, word of knowledge, yeah. Do you understand? And then, word of wisdom, what to do with that knowledge? Do you understand? Anyway, um, here, if there is a problem, you need to know why it is a problem, because you must have given it a cause, otherwise, it will not land on you. Is that clear? Yeah, whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you are to blame for it or you are guilty. No, if you, then now therefore, Romans 8, 1 says what? Now therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So even if you are demon possessed, guess what? The name of Jesus will drive those demons out. And if, if that will not hinder your marriage, yes? Like some pastors believe, yeah? Did you understand? Yeah. If it hinders your marriage, believe me, you don't want to get married to such a person. Do you understand? Yeah. So, because you're set free. Anyway, here, children are a blessing, a heritage from the Lord. And here's Joshua cursing the children. Do you understand? So that means there must be disobedience. Otherwise, the curse won't have a reason to be on that person. Do you understand? You go to Psalm 127, verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Yes, is a reward. Yes? Do you understand? So you need to know all these things are there for us to learn. Now we read that the walls of Jericho fell down, yes? But how? 
Oh, yes, we know that God brought them down, yes. And after they fell, we know that the men conquered Jericho. But how did all this happen? Remember, the Bible is not spooky. It tells us how this happened. Go to Hebrews 11, 30-31. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rabbi did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies for peace. Yes. By what? Faith. The walls of Jericho fell down. What is faith? You just read that chapter in the, from the beginning, yes? And verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Do you understand? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. So you must have faith that these walls will come down. And that faith is not on something spooky. No, it's on God who told you. This recording is meant to teach God's word with clarity and simplicity. Thank you for listening.